Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory-Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. I am joined today by my very good friend, Cheryl Byron. Cheryl and I are actually Entrepreneur Organization EO of New Jersey members and also members of the Women's Presidents Organization. Cheryl and I have grown our friendship over the years. <clears throat> I admire Cheryl very much because she is a founder and principal of Lexagen Freedom Accelerators. She works with CEOs and their leadership team to help their companies grow, scale, and create a culture of action and accountability. I not only am excited to have Cheryl here today, but I also can attest to the fact that Cheryl has actually come into my firm and worked wonders as we transition. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you, Susan. I'm happy to be here with you today. Thanks. Cheryl, I actually, more than even your firm, really thought today you could really benefit the women that are listening because your journey has been very unique, and you have been really a trailblazer in many ways for women. You, I know, graduated from Wharton with an MBA. Then you worked with your husband to build a business. And finally, as you were doing all that, you also raised, as I can attest, two amazing children. But as you did this, I think that so many women want to know what a woman that has accomplished a Wharton MBA, especially when you did, how did you kind of balance that and say, I want to make the most of this, and yet I do have a passion to be a mother, raise a family, and also help my husband build a business, and then go off and at the same time doing all those three things, say that I was going, you were going to build uh, Lexagen Freedom Accelerator. Well, Susan, I've always been one of those type A, high-achieving type of person, but now I call myself a recovering uh, high achiever <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I, you know, I had to go to you know Wharton, Cornell, and all that. I worked at Merrill Lynch, and I used the Wharton time to transition from finance to marketing because I thought that I would have a more interesting career and a better lifestyle. But as time went on, I realized that as I went up the corporate ladder, that I'd have more time away from home, away from my kids, in environments that were very um, cutthroat and competitive until the last environment that I worked in, which was nice, but still really didn't tolerate people working from home. And so that's what kind of made me decide to become an entrepreneur. Wow. Um, and when you were going through this journey, I, I know that you're, you're – the, the message that you were probably hearing was, if you don't stay in this corporate world, you're giving it up. How did you overcome those feelings? And, and what was it, what drove you to say, we can give this up and start? I know that you and your husband had an amazing job of that. Well, Susan, you're totally right. I mean, people thought we were crazy at the time. With our great MBAs quitting these corporate jobs where we were making good money and moving up the ladder, but... I really wanted to have the freedom to do what I wanted when I wanted and live by my own terms and also to create a work environment where other people would be happy to come to work. And so what we did was I read a book called The Millionaire Next Door, which, which enabled me to really see what the life of an entrepreneur would be like. And Louie and I, my husband, looked at our backgrounds and said, you know, well, what could we do where we could have more control and freedom and craft our business around our lives? And you and Louie have done an amazing job. And the other thing that you both did that I think was 
really a gift to so many people that are kind of exploring these these options was that you and Louie recently wrote a book. Can you tell us the title and kind of why you wrote it and what was the passion behind the time and effort that it takes to really put into writing a book? Because I actually read it and um, I, I've taken notes and used some of the things that you suggest in some of my quarterly meetings. Can you kind of talk about what, what inclined you to do that, both of you, both you and Louie took the time out of business to do that? Well, thank you, Susan. I'm happy to hear that you enjoyed our book. Um, what led us to write the book was that uh, the book is called The Hot Tub Manifesto, and it's called The Hot Tub Manifesto because we have a hot tub in our backyard, which we have coined as our think tank, where every <laughs> week we go in. Yes, <laughs> our think tank. Great. We go into the hot tub every Sunday night, and we'll sit there and just relax and reflect upon the week's challenges and what we could do and what we could do better. And we're really both big readers, but we don't read and not apply what we've learned. And so uh, we wanted to kind of share our experience with other entrepreneurs and let them know how we went through different challenges and how we overcame them to kind of help them kind of skip some of the challenges that we had to face and just get, you know, directly to the more successful practices. And I think of it as a way of paying it forward because we kind of tell our story first in the first section, but in the second section, we give a whole bunch of best practices that can are practical things that people can apply. And then in the third section, life lessons, we share some experience about couples working together and about women working in a man's industry. And I've had a lot of experience of that from finance to Wharton and beyond uh, into trucking. So uh, I thought that it would be a great way to kind of share with the people who are uh, considering becoming entrepreneurs. And the other thing that I think I took away when I read your book that I thought was really powerful that people often um, – don't give enough credence to is you, you talked about how, yes, it's really important to have revenue and uh, sustainability and income, but the value is also time and that your goal was to set up um, businesses that allowed you time for each other, time for your family, and you really encouraged those that were building businesses or working in just regular careers on, on kind of methods they can do that and I, I guess for me, I took away, wow, you know what, you don't have to be a slave to your company or to the, uh, you know, entrepreneur journey that you're taking. So I, I want to thank you for that because I thought that you both brought that across really clearly in the book on, on that was your goal and, and also that your transparency that you guys aren't perfect um, and that we don't have to be either. So I, I thought you did a great job. Um, I'd like to just ask you one final question, and that is I admire you as a woman having balanced career, and I know that balance is sort of a very subjective word, but balanced career and raising your children and helping your husband in a business and starting one. But what advice or what, what one piece of advice would you give other women that are seeking career change? What was it that would help them if they're, they're contemplating this? Well, the advice I give other women if they're contemplating a career change is really to sit down and figure out what your natu natural strengths and talents are but things that you enjoy doing. Because when I made the change out of um, being solely working in the transportation business, which I went into more for the freedom aspect, to becoming a business coach to help other uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs and their leadership teams grow their companies, it was because I really loved helping people. I love strategic thinking and sharing ideas and constantly thinking of ways to improve. 
So I kind of call it a triple A method in a way to analyze, you know, the situation and what your strengths are and then they assess the opportunities for you to use the talents where you can make money. I mean, I'm, I love to ski, but I'm not going to make money skiing. But I did assess kind of, you know, at all the stages of my career uh, transitions what the uh, opportunities would be to make those transitions and then act and make a plan and just start and write a list of what your goals are and then just take that first step. And if you have a written goal down and you just take that first step, I think that it becomes easier, particularly breaking it down into smaller chunks. Thanks, Cheryl. I, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Just some of the things you have shared. Um, and I, I think our listeners also feel as if it's, it's so empowering to listen to other women that have said, I think I want to change and I think I want to follow my passion and, um, and, and did it. So thanks for being such a role model for us. And thank you for tuning in today's episode of Women Wealth the Middle Way. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, Women'sRadio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. We'll see you in two weeks.